Well, as Caroline said, today is Pentecost. This is one of the great celebrations of the church year. It's a day that we remember uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we remember the promise that we can be transformed and empowered by the Spirit for ministry. Every weekday morning, the staff gets together and we have a short devotion and we, we pray together. But this week, we talked about the fact that often in the church, we neglect the Holy Spirit. You know, we talk about Jesus a lot, we talk about God the Father, but, but often we don't talk about the Holy Spirit as much. And I think because of that, because we don't talk about the Spirit, we're not empowered uh, by the Spirit in the ways that we could be. I mean, think about our reading from Acts and how Luke describes the Spirit. Luke describes the Spirit as fire. Fire descends and rests upon the church. But often in the church today, I think there's not a lot of fire. The fire doesn't always seem to be there for us. You know, we formalize what we believe. We have to as an institution. But in doing so, it makes it easy for us just to go through the motions. Makes it easy for us to lack conviction, to lack real service and love for others. We just sort of believe. And we lack this fire of the Spirit. It's interesting how the Scriptures describe the Spirit, the language uh, the Scriptures uses. Uh, often the Spirit is described as a fire, like we met that description in Acts, our reading today. Uh, also, the Spirit is described as a violent wind. Sometimes it's described as flowing water or a descending dove. These are all dynamic images uh, that the Scripture uses to describe the Spirit. And I do think that if you look at your life and you don't find any type of dynamism or excitement or movement, then you're probably not drawing upon God's Spirit. I think we can say that. That if you're bored most days, just going through the motions, and we all, we all do this, of course, but when your whole life is just going through the motions, when there is never any deep conviction, when there's never any deep love, excitement, service, forgiveness, surrender, when that's not there, it probably means you're not living in the Spirit. And so what do we do if we find ourselves in that situation? Well, when we find ourselves there, we need to follow the advice of St. Paul when he tells us to fan into flame the gift of the Spirit. Second Timothy, Paul writes this, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. What a great image. We are to fan into flame the gift that we already have as Christians. And of course, how do we fan the flame of the Spirit? 
Well, we do it by spending time with Jesus. The Spirit of God is the Spirit that was with Jesus. That's, that's why we say it's His Spirit. That's why there's this language of Jesus sending His Spirit to the church. We come to know the Spirit of God by knowing Jesus, by relying on Him, by sharing about Him, by loving Him, by learning from Him, obeying Him. And as we do this, as we fan the flame of the Spirit, what we find is that the Spirit then will begin to change you and transform you. You know, people who have done this, people who have fanned the flame, people who are filled with the Spirit, you can spot them. They're, they're different. People who are filled with the Spirit of God, they tend to be loving, first of all. They tend to be servants. They want to serve others, not just serve themselves. They tend to be excited. They tend to be humble. That's really important. They don't think of themselves as special Christians above other Christians, the elite. They're also, uh, they tend to be very forgiving people, forgiving of life itself, of not being everything they hoped it would be, forgiving of their neighbor, and probably most of all, forgiving of themselves for not being as perfect as they want to be. You see, the Spirit is a transforming spirit. And what the Spirit does is it transforms you into the image of Christ because the Spirit comes from Christ. Now, here's an important point, I think, to remember about the Spirit, especially on, on Pentecost when we um, talk about the Spirit coming upon the church and we remember that event uh, from from. Acts, where the early church receives the Spirit. When we hear that, we might think the Bible is saying that the, the Spirit wasn't around before that day of Pentecost, or that the Spirit came into existence that day. But that's not the case. God is eternal, and He is eternally Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In Luke, later on, as he's writing Acts, he might, makes it uh, quite clear that the Spirit that came upon the early church, that that was the same Spirit that guided David and spoke through the prophets. The Spirit of God has been present in every age, filling and empowering men and women. The Spirit has been present from the beginning of creation because, of course, we were created for the Spirit, created to be in communion with God. But you see, what we do celebrate on Pentecost is that because of Jesus, we now have a new relationship with the Spirit, that God's Spirit enters us now in a new and deeper way, all because of what Jesus has done. You know, when you look around uh, the church, the, the worldwide church, one thing you notice 
is that a lot of the, the mainline Protestant churches, so that's you know, the Methodists, Presbyterians, Lutherans, Episcopalians, a lot of the mainline churches are struggling to grow. Now, of course, there are, there are individual churches that are, that are growing. I think St. George's falls into that category. But the denominations as a whole, there's not a lot of growth. But you know the churches that are growing? It's the Pentecostal churches, the churches that are focused on the Spirit. They're growing because they're excited. They're not afraid to wave their hands in the air. And I'm not saying that we do that. I like the way we do things. But at least they're excited, and they want to get into ministry, and they want to pray over people. Sometimes as Episcopalians, we don't know how to pray over people, or we're too embarrassed to ask. Sometimes we don't believe in healing, but the Pentecostals do. They believe in the active healing of God, and so they enjoy it, and they experience it. Because you see, this, this is a truth about the Spirit, that you only experience the Spirit if you believe in the Spirit. If you don't really believe in the whole thing, it doesn't really make any difference. If you don't believe in it, you're not going to draw on this Holy Spirit that dwells in your heart. You're not going to awaken the gift that God has already given you. And so on this day of Pentecost, here's my invitation to you, an invitation to uh, practice the rest of the, this wonderful day. Try to become aware of God's Spirit that is in your heart. And then ask, has it become a fire or is it just a cold ember about to go out? If it's the latter, it might be because you don't want the Spirit. You see, God God doesn't give His Spirit to those who are worthy. None of us are worthy. And that's the truth. None of us are worthy of this gift. God gives His Spirit in this awakened way to those who want it. So on this Feast of Pentecost, quite simply, want it. Rely upon it and believe in this gift that God has already given you. As St. Paul writes, fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. Amen.